I have definitely fished broken glass out of broth <laughs> because I was like, I'm still using yes. this broth. Hashtag that frugalicious life. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, people. Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Jessica, an outdoorsy teacher who loves having a well-stocked freezer for days I just don't feel like cooking. And I'm here with my sister, Beth. Hey everyone, I'm Beth, an English teacher, casual blogger, and freezer enthusiast. In this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks. Today, all to do with freezers. Don't chase the money. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Cause you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. Uh, so before we dive into our freezer episode, we want to do the subscriber shout out. Woo-woo. So, woo. This is an opportunity if you'd like having people talk about you in a public setting. Yeah, you're 15 seconds of fame, you guys. Exactly. If you email us or you publish a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or on another platform, we will read it on the air. Okay. So this review comes from PR Pride. And this listener says, I've really enjoyed listening in on this podcast. It's been perfect to listen to on my morning walks with the dog. Not only do Jessica and Beth share great practical tips for saving money on everyday spending, but they do it with a great sense of humor. Living intentionally frugal can be intimidating, but they make it so easy. It's great for people just starting out as well as seasoned savers. Definitely recommend you add this to your listening list. Thanks, PR Pride. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. So one of our favorite topics in the world Yes, freezers. So for your listening pleasure, we thought we would uh, give you a little sneak peek inside our freezer. Yes. Freezers. We have separate ones. So Bethy, why don't you go ahead, list uh, five things that are in your freezer right now. Right now. Not like all the time, but right at this moment. Yes. Right at this moment. Okay. Right at this moment in my freezer, I have butter because butter is really expensive here. So we buy it at like Costco and then we put it in the freezer because we buy like big packs of them. Uh We have cheese in our freezer, similar Mm -hmm. story. It's a little bit cheaper if we buy it in bulk. So we always keep cheese in the freezer. Currently I have some bagels in the freezer because I am currently pregnant and the baby really likes bagels. So we bought some bagels. We don't normally have those in the freezer, but I've been eating a lot of bagels. Yeah. The other two things that we have in our freezer, we have probably, we probably have somewhere like between 12 to 16 cups of broth because Mm -hmm. Fred gets into these broth making seasons and he, he'll make a bunch of broth and then he'll tell me, Beth, we have like 40 cups of broth in the freezer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great. So we have a lot of broth. And then the last thing is we have some ice cream. Mm, What flavor ice cream? It's called Mississippi Mud and it has chocolate, espresso, and vanilla together. Like the three, kind of like Neapolitan, three flavors. Mm -hmm. So that was what the baby wanted. So we got Mississippi (laughs) Mud ice cream. (laughs) Always one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Jess? What's in your freezer? Five things. Five things. Well, so interesting. You were saying stock like yeah like uh soup stock 
And I actually do not have that in my freezer right now, which I was thinking was so strange, but I just, I just made some soup this week and I used my last can uh. of broth because I usually have so much of it that I made myself stop making it so that my uh. freezer wouldn't get over full. And then now I'm out. So now I'm uh, gotta make more. Now I got to make more. So I don't have stock in my freezer, but what I do have is I think I have three or four kinds of cookie dough. Oh. Because I love making cookie dough and then freezing it. So whenever I want cookies, I can just bake a couple of them. Ooh, yeah. Smart. So I think I have three or four kinds in there right now. And because it is fall, winter, whatever season we're in, I have apple juice concentrate so that I can make apple cider. That's your go-to for parties. It is. And I just love keeping it on hand. I actually invited some friends over the other night, and this is one of the things I made. I added some fresh ginger and some mulling spices to it, and it was delicious. Yum. So let's see. Cookies, apple cider, bread. I always keep bread in my freezer because since yes, I live by myself, too. I do not go through a loaf of bread fast enough yes. before it goes bad, so I just always keep my bread in the freezer which yep. it always used to drive me nuts when mom would do this as a kid because yes. I didn't like defrosting the bread. And no. now I always do it. Yeah, so me too. I understand now, mom. I get yeah, it. Thanks, mom. We appreciate that. <laughs> thanks, mom. And meat. I have a ton of meat in my freezer yes. because I wanted to start eating some better quality meat. So I ordered this subscription box it's butcher box because I wanted to eat better quality meat. So however often I decide to order it, which is whenever I kind of am running out of meat, I get a lot of meat and stock up my freezer. Yes. And it's really nice to have that on hand because then when it's time to make dinner that night or for the week, like when I'm doing my meal planning, I can look and see what cuts of meat I have and then plan a menu around that. And That's smart. It's simple. And it makes my grocery shopping trips so much faster. Yeah. So that's a, that's a new current thing. It's not the most frugalicious thing in the world because it is higher quality meat, but it's important to me. So that's how I'm going to spend the money. And yeah. the fifth thing I have in my freezer right now is beans. I yes. love beans. I me too. love adding them to things. They're just one of my favorite foods. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in you buy the dry bag of beans, you cook it up in the crock pot, Yes. You freeze them and then you always have beans to add to stuff. Yes. So it, much cheaper than buying the cans. I know. And it makes every meal go farther. Yes. Yeah. Beans are just always have beans. So that's yeah. a little peek into my freezer. Nice. I love it. So today we are tackling freezers because we were thinking about ways that we are frugal and ways that help us. So we decided to dedicate a whole episode to just talking about freezers and the things that we have learned because some things freeze really well and some things don't. And there's a few tips and tricks that we have learned along the way. So we wanted to share those with you today. Before we get into what freezes and doesn't freeze well, let's talk about the reasons why you would freeze something, why it's helpful. Yes. Jessica, tell us more. Um, well, the first thing I talked about with in terms of the, well, actually you mentioned this with the butter too. Anything in bulk, when you can buy in bulk, yes. it often is less expensive. So my beans are an example of this. Your butter is an example of this. Cheese, if you buy a huge block of it as opposed to like a smaller size. Right, right. 
So buying in bulk, you're going to definitely save money. And if you've got room in the freezer to keep that, it just makes more sense. Yes, it does. We all know that when you make your own meals, it's cheaper. But one of the enemies is um, when you come home and you're tired and you don't want to cook and you just go through the drive-through or go buy something or whatever. Little Caesars, as we've talked about. Little Caesars, that's right. So one thing I love to do is when I make a meal, especially soup, I'll make extra and then I can save those in my freezer. And then on those nights when I just don't feel like cooking or when I'm getting home from a big long trip, I love having something in the freezer to pull out because before I've had a chance to go to the grocery store, but I still have something good to eat. Yeah, we've done that a lot too before trips. Because then when you come back, you're like, thank you, past Beth, for freezing me a batch of time so that I, you know, had something to eat when I got home. Yeah. That's a great point. And I think, too, it really helps with groceries. So like we were talking about with the meat that you were buying, Mm -hmm. it helps if you have a few things, kind of like how you keep your pantry stocked. Like, I don't know. We always have things that we keep in our pantry, like flour and chocolate chips and whatever. So if I want to whip up a batch of cookies, I usually have everything that I need. So Mm -hmm. I have my freezer basics so that I know that when there's certain meals, I'm like, oh, I can definitely make taco soup because I know I always have beans and corn actually is something, another another thing we keep in the freezer. Mm. So I always have those things like in the freezer. It really helps a lot. And so yes, helps meal planning and with keeping a well-stocked kitchen in general. Yes. Two other things that we have learned about the freezer is that you can put food in the freezer that you won't have time to eat before it goes bad. So it's a way to actually save your food because I don't know, I don't know what the rest of the world does, but Fred and I do not throw away a lot of food. Mm -hmm. I think it's quite uncommon that I think people usually throw away a lot of food. We learned super early days when we had like our $200 a month grocery budget that we couldn't afford to throw away food. So any, we ate everything. Even if I made like a really disgusting meal, we're like, we just got to eat it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if we had, we made a huge batch of something, then, you know, you're not going to be able to eat the whole thing, put it in the freezer so that you have it uh, in there and it doesn't go bad. So soup is a great example of this. Mom would always do this with leftovers for dad. And so she'd make a meal and then she'd have one or two leftovers and she'd put them in little Tupperwares. I can imagine them in my mind, the old school Tupperware. I can picture them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then when it was lunchtime or whatever, dad would just grab a meal from the freezer and he'd take it to work with him so that he didn't Mm -hmm. have to go out for lunch. Mm-hmm. So doing that is a great opportunity if you're, you have leftovers and you're not going to mm-hmm. eat them that week. Mm-hmm. And, and the last thing that Wait. I think, oh, go ahead, please. So I was curious. So I just now Googled how much food is wasted in the United States oh, yeah, tell me. because yeah. I knew it was a high number, but um, the, so this is from the USDA website. It says in the United States, food waste is estimated at between 30 to 40% of the food supply. That is, is thrown away. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's shocking. That's way higher than I thought. Yeah. Oh, people, um, come on. Let's bring that percentage down. Yeah. Let's see. It's which just is about careful oh, planning. This corresponded to approximately 133 billion pounds and $161 billion worth of food in 2010. Oh, my gosh. People, saving money, <laughs> don't throw your food away. It's a super yeah. easy thing to do. Yeah. Eat your food that you buy. Yeah eat the food. Or if you're not going to eat it, 
at least compost it and make it worth something. Or feed it to your dog. Do something with it. <laughs> do something with it. Do yeah. And I do. Okay. This is the tricky part. I do know some people that just don't like leftovers, refuse to eat leftovers, can't stand leftovers. Take and it I, to a neighbor. Okay. Maybe that's the solution. Like give it away to somebody else. That or will get over it. it and eat leftovers. Like what's yeah, wrong with I don't, leftovers? I don't know that they're going to do that, but I do know I've been the recipient of many, many leftovers from people that are like, oh yeah, I don't eat leftovers or, oh, my husband won't eat this. And I'm like, I will. Let me yes. just take it home right now. I'm going to. Yes. Find a single this. friend and make their day. <laughs> or by a married friend. Or a married friend. I've got friends that like, they're like, yeah, my kids will eat this. Yep. <laughs> Send it with me. Yes. So, so don't yeah. throw it off, guys. Find a way. Yeah. No food waste. No more yeah. food waste. Yeah. And the last thing is just about saving your food scraps. So there's a lot of things that we throw away that could actually be used for the future. And this is kind of a side note, but some people actually put their compost, mm-hmm. like people have a compost bucket, they put it in the freezer so it doesn't smell. Mm-hmm. And then they take that and then they use that for compost later. So that's a bonus tip yeah. for you. But what we do is we save those food scraps for broth. So for example, Fred likes to cook like a whole chicken. And then we take, we eat that chicken for several meals. And so every time Fred eats like a drumstick, then he takes the bone and he puts it in a bag, like a Ziploc bag in the freezer. And that way we don't throw it away. We save it. And you're like one bone, how could that even help? But as you keep eating chickens and Fred's like we got to cook three more chickens before I can make broth. <laughs> Keep putting your chicken bones in there. And then you also can save other scraps. So for example, if I make anything with potatoes or carrots, I save my potato and carrot peels. Mm-hmm. Or if I am making um, anything with greens, like parsley or cilantro or Ooh, um, yeah. spinach, and it's about to go bad, I'll throw that in the bag. So then we just have these bags going all the time that we just mm-hmm. keep putting stuff that would go okay in broth. Yeah. And then when we make broth, we just pull the bags out, toss it all in, and then we have perfect broth making. Yeah. So speaking of herbs, I've also heard this. I never have made these, but it seems like a fantastic idea. So I'm going to share it. So some people, if they have herbs that maybe are going to go bad before they use it all, they chop it up and mix it in with um, like some olive oil and then freeze it in ice cube trays. And then when they're getting ready to like, grill some chicken or do something like that they can throw it in the pan and it makes a nice base like a nice herb and oil Mm -hmm. base and that's a great way to stop those herbs before they go bad because you know sometimes you have a recipe that calls for thyme or whatever and you buy that little package yeah you buy the package or you buy the little bundle and you just aren't going to use it all or like cilantro I always get cilantro they send way more than I usually will eat Yes. And so it's just a good way to do that. Yeah, that's great. I never have thought of that. I didn't know you could freeze oil. It seems kind of strange, but that seems awesome. It's possible. You can do it. It's possible, people. Okay. So some of the things that freeze really well are dairy products. Yes. I will mention cheese is great. It doesn't grate quite the same. The texture does change, but the flavor's fine. Yeah, you could grate it before you put it in. That's another tip, is if you want it to be grated when you eat it later, you could grate it a bunch and then put it grated in the freezer. You could, but when I've done that, sometimes the grated pot smushy together. 
and oh, then yeah. it comes out in a solid frozen chunk. So, mm, yeah. I mean, whatever. You're going to lose a little bit in texture, but it's totally fine. I, a lot of times, like I love half and half in my coffee. Sometimes I just don't drink enough half and half from the little carton that I buy before it would go bad. And so what I'll do is I'll pour that into little individual ice cube trays. And oh. then when I'm making my coffee, I can just throw in one one or two of those cubes and then I'm not wasting that half and half. Do you microwave them or are they frozen? They're frozen. So I'll just like, I usually microwave them before I put my coffee in. Okay. And or you could like throw it in a bag the night before and put it in your fridge. Ooh, that's something. a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I haven't done that, but that's a good idea. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I have not really frozen a lot of dairy, but I know a lot of people, if they have like big freezers, mm-hmm. they freeze milk. So they'll oh, buy milk. Yeah. But you, you have to make sure you pour a little bit of the milk out because otherwise the jug yeah. will expand. Yeah. But I don't really do that a lot, but I've heard people do like to freeze milk. From time I time. have frozen milk so many times. So a lot of times too, if I'm maybe getting ready to go on a trip and I just know I'm not going to drink all that milk, yeah, I'll just pour it into a mason jar and freeze it that way. But yeah, you have to leave some space for it to yeah, expand. That's a bonus freezer tip with broth yeah. too. Yeah. You can't fill it all the way up to the top because it will expand and it will crack your jar. I've had it happen to me. Oh yeah. That last jar of broth that I just used, yeah. um, the bottom broke off because I had not left enough yeah. space. So I learned. If that happens. I have definitely fished broken glass out of <laughs> broth. <laughs> we poured it into a bowl and then we like waited for it to defrost and then mm-hmm. we like fished the glass out of it because I was like, I'm still using this yes. broth. Hashtag that frugalicious life. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, people. Um, um, but I have a funny milk story. Okay, so okay. I was working at a school and one of the grade levels had gone on a a big field trip. Like they were gone. One of those ones where you leave before school hours and you get back after school hours because it was so far away. So they had, you know, brought all the like lunch and breakfast and all the things with them. And when they came back, there was like tons of those little milk cartons that had not been used. And so like they just left in the staff room and they were all just going to go to waste. So like the first day I took some home because I'm like, I'm not going to be greedy. And then I'm realizing no one's taking these and I know (laughs) that milk freezes well. So I probably, I don't know, probably for a good solid month, maybe longer, <laughs> lived off of milk from the little <laughs> cafeteria, milk, carton. milk cartons, because it was free milk. Like, and I wasn't going to let it go to waste. Hashtag that frugalicious life. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, I have, milk. Yeah, I would have done that too. That seems awesome. Yeah, a lot of people just don't think about it. And as we've talked about a lot on the show, a lot of being frugalicious is just planning. Mm-hmm. So if you have some of these tips you know, make broth or whatever, or even like the half and half ice cubes, that's like planning ahead. And then you have to actually use them. So sometimes people freeze things that they never use. So you kind of have to figure out what Mm. works for you. But I think a lot of it is just planning and realizing that you can't be like, I'm going to start using my freezer without having a plan. It's good Mm -hmm. to make sure you know what you want to do and then actually use the things that you're freezing so that you don't have to go through your freezer every three months and throw a bunch of stuff out. Well, and you adjust as you realize like, oh, I tried this and it didn't work for me. It wasn't my style. It's not something I'm going to use. So you just adapt, you adjust. You do. 
You did. I love that milk story though. That's great. <laughs> As we've talked about, bread freezes really well mm-hmm. and bagels from my mm-hmm. personal experience. Uh, because again, if you don't have, even like with a couple, like we just don't go through bread that often. Mm-hmm. Fred doesn't really eat a lot of bread. So if I just want a piece of toast in the morning, then yeah, it's going to get moldy or stale. Mm-hmm. So bread, muffins, yeah, uh, any kind of baked good will Ooh, yeah. freeze. Mm-hmm will freeze really well in the freezer. So if mm-hmm. you make a huge batch of cookies or mm-hmm. like Jessica said, cookie dough, then maybe you're like, I'll save these cookies for later. And then you just take them out. You have to let them defrost. But any kind of bread grain or like flour-based product will freeze really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meat. Everybody knows that one. But Any meat. kind. Meat freezes really well. Yeah. Beans. Yeah. I have a tip for beans. Let's hear it. Once you make them, don't just dump them into the bag and freeze them like that. No. Pour them out on a cookie sheet, let them freeze that way, and then they'll sort of crumble apart into their little individual beans. Bean shape. Bean shape. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you put that into the bag. I've tried various things. I've tried just dumping them all in the bag. I've tried freezing them where the bag's really flat so you can break them into pieces easily. I've tried the muffin tins, all the things. This is my favorite, the individually frozen beans, because you can put as much or as little as you want. Okay. And it is not hard. You just cookie sheet. Yeah. I always freeze them in jars and they come apart just fine. So I usually freeze them in like a 16 ounce jar because usually if a recipe calls for beans, it'll be like one 15 ounce can or whatever. So I just like dump them in a mason jar yeah well that's if you know you're always going to use the whole jars worth i tend to i tend to be like "Mm, i want some beans in my soup let me throw in a couple handfuls so yeah yeah. or like i'm making nachos and i want to put some beans on my nachos oh yeah yeah yeah. i see what you're saying so it depends on your bean usage we usually use a whole can right Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah good one and chickpeas go in this category as well, or garbanzo mm-hmm. beans. I like to make hummus as a snack, mm-hmm. and chickpeas freeze really well. I always have oh, well, yeah. chickpeas in my freezer all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the next item on our list is hummus. So I've actually made hummus before. And guys, hummus, let me tell you about hummus. Um, it is a great high-protein snack, first of all. So I liked it already, but since being pregnant, I've liked it even more because it has a lot of protein in it. And I get hungry a lot. So it's a great snack. It's really good to do with vegetables or even just with like crackers. Sometimes I just like to do some saltines and hummus Mm. and it's just like, it's great. But hummus is one of those things that you don't want to just like make a little bit because it is a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. So I usually make a lot and then I would use it throughout the week. But if you're only going to eat a little bit, you can definitely put it in the freezer and bring it out. Also, this is a bonus hummus tip. A lot of recipes for hummus call for tahini, Mm -hmm. which is like the sesame, is it paste? Sesame paste? Mm -hmm. Sesame seed paste, yeah. I don't ever buy that. I just put peanut butter in instead because it adds a little extra protein, but you can't put too much, otherwise it gets too sweet, but it just gives that extra pastiness and Mm -hmm. it kind of blends in with all the protein flavors. So anyways, hummus is a great thing to do in the freezer and you can Mm -hmm. do little individual things. And then you could pull it out and be like, Oh, I'm going to pull out a hummus and cut up some carrots and have a great snack. Mm -hmm. That is a great freezer thing as well. And soup soup. Yes. Almost always freeze as well. Yes. Um, It depends what's in it because sometimes if soups have, you know, a lot of 
we're going to talk about what doesn't freeze well, but yeah. it depends on what's in them. But like yeah. a bean soup, taco soup, veggie yeah. soup. Yeah. Yes. And the last item on our does freeze well list is berries. So if you want to make smoothies, berries freeze really well. What we do is we often freeze strawberries because they go bad really fast. Yeah. And so, so what we do is we cut the tops off the strawberries and then we place them face down, like with that top part on a cookie sheet or on mm -hmm. a cutting board. And we put that in the freezer. So they freeze individually and nice. then we put them in the bag. Cause if you just throw them all in the bag, they're going to freeze together in one huge. Yeah. Clump. This is the same thing as the bean conundrum. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Strawberries yep. are a bit bigger, so it's a little, it feels a little easier to me. Individually freezing beans might feel kind of hard, but for well, strawberries- Well, no, because you don't, you don't put the beans, like you don't set them out nice so and neatly. Just, you just dump them all on the cookie sheet. They're just right. thin enough that they break apart easily. Yeah. And then you can just throw them all in a bag after they're individually frozen. And then if you want to make a smoothie, you grab mm -hmm. a handful of strawberries and you can throw them in. Mm -hmm. So berries, any berries really will freeze very yeah. well. I mean, of course, they, if you were to just thaw them, no good. But if you're yeah. going to cook with them or put them, they just won't keep their structure. But the flavor no. is great. Yeah, the flavor is great. Yeah. So let's talk about what is terrible in the freezer. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Potatoes are so gross coming yeah, out of the freezer. Yeah, they're like mealy after they come gross. out. Gross. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Um, Rice is another one that gets just like mushy. Like it can be done, but it just gets mushy. So anytime you have a soup that has potatoes or rice in it that you freeze, just keep that in mind that it might. It's not going to be as great. Yeah. Yeah. And fruits and veggies, just as long as you don't care if the structure or texture is there, it's fine. But don't expect it to come out like as fresh and crisp as it went in. Right. Like I've frozen like broccoli and like peppers before and they just come out like a bit mushy. So you could throw them in a soup or mm -hmm. do something with them, but they're not going to come out in the same way. Yeah. Okay. So now that you have a million things that you want to put in your freezer, let's yeah. talk about how to Special get it in there. Place. Yeah. So mom growing up always had an extra freezer that she kept in the garage, <laughs> a whole stand freezer, plus the freezer that we had inside. So mom really, you know, she had like a turkey and like pies and like all kinds of things in the freezer. So then when I moved down on my own and I had an apartment size freezer, I was like, this is not going to work for me. Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so I just wanted to talk to you about some freezer space tips mm -hmm. because I think that some people might be like, well, that's all really great, Beth and Jessica, but I don't have a big freezer guys. So you're Neither not. Do we. If you have the space and the money to have a like a deep freeze awesome mm -hmm. i've never had a deep freeze we had one for a couple of weeks and then we moved and we had to sell it so uh we i've never had a deep freeze but if you have a small freezer one tip that i learned from joni mccoy who wrote one of my favorite cookbooks and books called miserly moms she talked about how if you have a small freezer you can buy like a dollar store little rack like a mm -hmm like a metal rack with like the plasticky stuff on the outside or a plastic rack that you stick in the freezer to give yourself more than one shelf because sometimes freezers come with a shelf and that's really helpful. Sometimes they don't. We had a freezer for a long time that was just like one big void and I was like, right. how are we going to fit anything in there? So if you can get those little shelves in there, that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. And then just thinking about the way that you freeze things. So Jessica talked about the beans, freezing them in a bag so they can go flat is really helpful because then you can stack them on top of each other. People do that with broth sometimes too. If you freeze it in like a Ziploc bag, 
then you can lay it flat and it will freeze in this big, huge chunk, mm -hmm. but then it won't take up a huge space. We like to do a lot of jars because they're easy to pull out, but they do take, you know, they do take mm -hmm, up space. Mm -hmm. You want to keep that in mind, but bags are really helpful. And then just making sure things can stack. So anything that you have that you are have in the freezer where you're like, oh, I have this jar that only takes up half the shelf. And then I have all this wasted space on top, anything that you can put in there. So we like individually will freeze like two chicken breasts in some in a bag or something. And then you can put that kind of mm. on top of a little jar and just kind of fill in all those nooks and crannies. Yep. Yep. And do that. You don't want it to be too like just fill in every space. Cause then you can never find anything. So we yeah. often have like this shelf is like meat and breads and this mm -hmm. shelf is like produce and whatever. So you'll kind of figure it out as it goes, but I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there that if you have a small freezer, it still can be done. And a lot of people, it's really, it was really trendy a couple of years ago. I think it's still kind of trendy that people will be like meal prep for a whole month in one day and freeze all these bags. And every time I looked at that, I was just like, I can never do that because my freezer's just not big enough. That's just not how we do it. If you mm -hmm. have a huge freezer and you want to do that, awesome. But for those of you who do not, fear not and know that you can still have a delightful freezer life, even if you don't have a huge <laughs> A delightful freezer life. Yeah. Yeah. I think the shelf made, makes a world of difference for me. I yes, have yeah. actually two little shelves yeah. in my freezer, one bigger one that stretches the whole thing. And then yeah. another little shorter one that helps me not lose tiny items. So I can put tiny yes. items under tiny items on top and they don't get lost in the kerfluffle. Kerfluffle. <laughs> in the kerfluffle. <laughs> Yeah. Jessica's freezer is crazy, so you don't want it to get lost in there. Yeah. 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 You don't. You don't. Ready for the do it or don't? Yes. Let's hear it. Okay. So, listeners, this is a simple one. Just try freezing something that you've never frozen before. See how it goes. And then, once you see how it goes, Tell us about it. Yes, we would love to hear all about your freezers because we like to learn new things too. And maybe there's something that I've never frozen before that I could learn from you mm -hmm. guys. That would mm -hmm. be awesome. So we'd love to hear from you guys. We have a few questions for you that we would be super interested to hear your responses on. So some ones that we are interested in, but you could really email us about whatever you want is what is the weirdest thing you've ever frozen? So some people think freezing cheese is kind of weird, but I don't think it's weird. So maybe you're like, I freeze this thing all the time. Um, mom freezes her yeast. This is something I still do actually. Oh, is I do this too. Yeah. Yeast very often she freezes it. My, now I always freeze my yeast anyways. It's a weird thing. It works really well. Um, what do you always have in your freezer? What's a freezer staple? Mm -hmm. And do you have any freezer fails? We'd love to hear if you have any stories of things you have frozen where it did yeah. not turn out really well. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. So please get in touch with us. You can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at frugaliciouspod, or you can send us an email at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you have any fantastic freezer organization tips, yes. I would love to see that in the form of a picture. Ooh, yeah. So if you would like post a picture on Instagram and you can hashtag that frugalicious life. Cause I'm always, I, I do feel like I'm kind of constantly trying to make my freezer a little bit more organized and easier to, uh, 
manage and access. So I'd yeah. love to see those ideas. Inspire us with your freezers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll be back soon with some more awesome content for you about how to continue to live a frugally fabulous life. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. Combined to the FOMO, we spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no, because every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. And where the money's at. <laughs> we do the budget dance. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Atoria. Thanks to our mom for always making extra pancakes and freezing them so we have them available as a snack. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes. Rate and review us. Email us. Let us know what you think. You can find us on social media at FrugaliciousPod or you can email us at FrugaliciousPod at gmail.com. And together, let's make the world a more Frugalicious, frugalicious place. Thanks to mom for always making extra pancakes and freezing them so we had them available as a snack. Subscribe Thanks, to the podcast. mom. Oh, crud. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot. It's been so long. Okay. Rewind.